Gibbons and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Tim Ring is in for Gambo on this Friday afternoon. Sun's getting ready to tear. Oh, sun, sorry. The Cardinals, it's, it's, it's been a week, folks. It's been a week. Cardinals getting ready to take on the Broncos on Sunday afternoon. Maybe we should send the Suns. Maybe we should. <laughs> Maybe we should. <laughs> Joining us right now from ABC Denver 7, uh, Broncos Insider also does hits on our sister station up there, 104.3 in Denver. Troy Rink joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Pardon our punchiness, Troy. I apologize for that. I'm Dave. This is Tim. Welcome to the show. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. I know, Troy. We go way back. Yes. Troy, what's Tim. up, my man? Everything's good, Tim. How are you? Very good. How you, 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 you dude, wait until we're on the air until you spring this on me? We've been talking every commercial break all day long, and this is the first I hear about this. <laughs> I don't want to tell you my business. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my personal life. Man, okay. I worked well, in Denver for like 10 years. Well, I figured you might have known Troy because you worked in Denver, but I just thought you would have said something by now. Sorry, again, like I say, Troy, it's, uh, we're a little punchy. So, um, Russell Wilson uh, is, what, what's, is there a backstory here behind a quarterback who's been medically cleared to play but is still not going to play? What 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 is what are some some of the circumstances surrounding Russell Wilson not starting on Sunday against the Cardinals? Yeah, it was an interesting, if not fascinating, decision because it indicates how much the climate has changed toward head injuries. I think we have to look to the two injury earlier this year that resulted in the amendment to the concussion protocol that if you show instability that you're immediately removed from a game. I do think eventually you're going to see an amendment added that if a player is deemed to have been knocked unconscious in a game that he is immediately ruled out the following week. And that is what worked against Russell Wilson is the slow motion replays showed him where he appeared to be unconscious at that, you know, million mile gaze, glazed over eyes. He had instability. And even though he cleared protocol and we spoke to Russell today, it was a decision that was involving ownership, general manager George Payton, coach Nathaniel Hackett, the medical staff, mm. all deciding that he needed, he needed another week, that it would just be in his best interest to prioritize his safety, and Russell did not agree with it. He was not, you know, angry, at least when we spoke to him, but I know from talking to sources he's not happy because he, hey, I cleared protocol, I should be able to play, and he's never missed a game for a concussion in his 11-year career. You do have to wonder, and listen, if they were 7-6, and six, buying for a playoff berth, would this same decision have been made? We'd like to think so, but I'm not going to sit here and say that given the NFL's history with dealing with this issue, but it does make sense to give him another week to rest. There's nothing to play for other than personal statistics. He's a $242 million investment by ownership, so I can certainly understand ownership saying, he needs another week. This isn't worth the, the risk reward. Is just not worth it right now. Hey Troy, there may be nothing to play for, but for Hackett, is there anything to coach for at this point? The losing streak is at five. Obviously, the records at, at three and ten. Have decisions already been made? What are you hearing? What do you think about his future there in Denver? Yeah, these two teams mirror each other when you look about speculation about head coaches, and and it's the reframed expectations with Wilson. Typically, a coach even in Denver who struggled, whether it was Vance Joseph, and I, you know I like and respect Vance, but whether it was Vo- Joseph or Big Fangio, and now Hackett, you would get a second year. The difference with Hackett is he has Russell Wilson, and Hackett was hired to do one thing, Tim, and that was to fix the offense. 
and they've been historically bad offensively. Their worst offense since 1966. Oh my. That's going to be hard for him to overcome. They're also the most penalized team in the league, which is a reflection directly on the head coach. And so how could he survive it, which I don't think he will, would be if they go, let's say, 3-1 and one over these final four games and average like 23, 26 points somewhere in there. Because even if they go 3-1 and one and they're winning 13-10, to 10, it doesn't solve the issue of you were brought in to fix the offense, and it just appears that so many of his offensive staff were miscast. It was a young staff, a revolutionary staff. We're not going to do anything in preseason. Everything's going to be light and easy to stay healthy. Well, they have the most money, I think, along with the Cardinals, tied up on injured reserve. They're the most penalized team, and they're terrible offensively. And because of the presence of Russell Wilson, and he's not going anywhere next year, I don't know how Hackett would survive this. That Ultimately, it's return on investment with Wilson, and it's finding a head coach that can get the most out of Wilson beginning next year because this has just been an abject failure in every way imaginable. Troy Ring from ABC Denver 7, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show, Broncos Insider. I, I know there's still you know a quarter of the season to go. Has there been any speculation or have you heard anything through your sources as to who might be next in Denver when they start looking for another coach, if that's the direction they go? Well, again, this is the issue, is finding a coach that wants this job, because this is crazy, because I covered their Super Bowl championship year. I started back on the Broncos beat in 2014 after years on the Rockies beat, so maybe it's me just covering bad teams. But they, (laughs) you know, again, since 2015, they will have now missed the playoffs seven straight years, six straight losing seasons. Only the Jets have a longer playoff absence. And so it's not, my point is, it's not a desirable job as it once were. They have great facilities. People, Tim, can attest to love living in Colorado, but this fan base, the expectations are win, win, win. There's no patience here. Even if they were transparent and said we're going to tear it down and rebuild, I don't know how well that would go over. They would appreciate the transparency, but it's just not a market where you rebuild, and it's so heavily covered. So who wants the job? I think if you look at a guy, they, for me, you have to go with a guy who's been a previous head coach. Dan Quinn and Schottenheimer and or Bevel, can that combination work? Quinn finished second or third, depending on who you asked. It was between Hackett, O'Connell, and Quinn. And Hackett won the interview. I think if the Broncos learn anything from this process is the resume at this point has to outweigh the interview because Hackett's a great guy. If you're around him, you love, you know, everyone likes the guy. So personable, but he's just miscast as a head coach. So, Dan Quinn, keep an eye on him. Would Jim Harbaugh, if you just give him, you know, $100 million to come save us, would he be involved? Sean Payton gets mentioned, guys. I just don't know why he would consider Denver if either the Chargers or Rams jobs open, or even the Cowboys if he thinks it's going to open. They're just not as desirable as those jobs, especially if he has a chance to coach Justin Herbert. Um, and so those are the names I hear the most. But Quinn is one that would be realistic that he has a relationship with the GM here. I thought he was going to get the job, frankly, last year until Hackett kind of passed him at the end of the process. But that's the names that we're hearing now, and that's the names I'm hearing now specifically. Uh, Quinn, Harbaugh, Peyton, uh, you know, there's Leslie Frazier, Frank Reich, there's other guys. But Quinn, I would, as we sit here today in the middle of December, is the one I would have put atop my list. 
Hey, Troy, you know, I'd normally like to ask you about the game on Sunday, but God, I just, there's really, I'm not sure there's really anything to dig our, dig our fingers into this thing. So I'll ask you this new ownership there in Denver. What's been the reaction? What's been your impression? How has the fan base reacted to, to what they've seen so far? The media? What do, what do you guys think about a new era in, in Bronco football after coming off of so many years of the Pat Bolin and the Bolin family era? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to see it leave the family. The, the loyalty and the love for the Bowling family is real. I mean, Pat Bowling's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. He's a Hall of Fame owner. But the last several years were a mess. I mean, the lack of stability uh, from ownership, the lack of stability in head coach and quarterback, it's all the reflection of this. what's become, if not dysfunctional, certainly a team that's just become a bottom feeder team in terms of record. They're 3-14, and 14, Tim, in their last 17 games. They're the worst team in the NFL over the last calendar year 17 games. And this has been earned. It's not like, oh, they're losing close games. Yeah, it's been, you don't get orange slices and Capri Sun. It's the NFL. <laughs> and part of the reason the games are close is teams know they can't score. So they don't even try to score once they get up on them by 10 points. But the reaction has been visceral. The fans are furious. And, again, this year is different because of the expectations with Wilson. I thought the, the, the floor was 7-10. and 10. I thought they would go 10-7. and seven. I mean, you know, because of Russell Wilson, their defense is really good. They're going to have – it should have a winning record. And from opening night in Seattle – through last week, it's just been an, just a disaster from game management, clock management, decisions, injuries, and horrible offense. So it's been jarring. It's been jarring. And Broncos fans, this might be, this will probably set the season high for no shows because last week there were only like 2,300 no shows. And it ended up being a great game, entertaining game against the Chiefs. But now it's holiday season. People, it's supposed to be cold, you know, in the 30s with wind. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of you know more empty seats than we've seen in any game this year. Uh, there's just no there's no juice to this game. The Chiefs always brings juice because it's still a rivalry, even though they've beaten the Broncos 14 straight times. It's still a rivalry. There's no juice to this oh, this is this game. So fans are mad. They're mad and they want to see what is going to happen with Hackett. And they want to see if Russell Wilson can bounce back and prove that he's just not a player that's on the decline. And it's been. Whew, I have not, in the seven years since Manning, there's been nothing like this in terms of the disappointment. All right, man. Tell Lionel I said he's a punk. All right. <laughs> I will tell him on, on Sunday. <laughs> Troy, Troy Rink from ABC Denver 7, our guest on the Burns and Gamble Show. Thank you, Troy. We appreciate the time. All right. Have a great show, guys. Take care. See you. See you, buddy. Troy Rink joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line.